Entrepreneur's Show. I am Julie Anderson, your host for this program and podcast, and I am so excited to be with you here on this beautiful Wednesday morning. I appreciate everybody who's tying in live. If you are tying in live, forgive us for that little uh, technical difficulty we had at the beginning of the show. If you are listening to this as a download podcast, you probably won't even know the technical difficulties happened because I'm going to edit that all out. At any rate, I want to welcome you to the program. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I am really excited. I have another great interview with an amazing topic for right now. Like this is so very applicable to the time that we are in right here in the midst of the coronavirus quarantine. And a lot of those of you who might be listening are women entrepreneurs or just entrepreneurs in general who have had to make this shift during or are wondering how do I make this shift from my brick and mortar business into something that I can survive. I can maintain a business and maintain some income during this time, this very difficult time, because it's a, a lot of businesses are struggling with that. Well, that's what we're talking about today. I have a great uh, a gal who's going to share with us what she has done, and hopefully those tips will help you to do the same in your business and to make some shifts. As I always start off my shows, I like to remind everyone, hang on till the very end of the program because that is where I give you all of the information on how to connect with my guests as well as how to connect with Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire as a group more in the future. So with that in mind, let me tell you a little bit about our guest today. Her name is Heather Gunn Rivera, and she is calling in. As she's the, the great thing about podcasts is we can do it from wherever. And she is calling in from New York. Oh, no, Connecticut. Wait a minute. She's out of state. She's not here in Northern California. But let me tell you a little bit about her and her business. Heather Gunn Rivera has been the co-owner of the, of the Grassroots Fitness Project since 2004, Having had an extensive background in playing, coaching, and refereeing many sports, Heather knows what it's like to work hard, face obstacles, overcome adversity, encourage success, and teach the individual. Teach to the individual. Heather and her husband, Will, started grassroots to make a difference in people's lives from the core, not the surface. Heather holds many personal training certifications and believes strongly in continuing education. She also holds specialty certifications in pre and postnatal group, pre and postnatal, comma, group fitness, Reiki, and oh, and she's a birth doula. Isn't that awesome? Heather loves acting as an advocate for women and girls at the state at all stages of their lives to find their inner happy and strength, and there she believes is where they will find their truth. So welcome to the Women Entrepreneur Show, Heather. Thank you, Julie. Thank you. I am excited. Well, I I love your bio. Lots of great things that you have done. Real quick before we get into the nuts and bolts of how you've made this shift during this time, tell me a little bit about what brought you. I always like to know with my guests what drove them or what interested them into going into this type of a career. Mm. Well, I was really young. I was 18 years of age, turning 19. I had gone to um, New York City to pursue performing. And I started kind of getting into 
some bad life habits that you do as a young individual in New York City where you're an actor and you're trying to make it and you're waking up late and you're just not taking care of yourself. And I had always been a lover of movement and I needed to find that again in my life. And I started working out. And by way of working out, I made connections at a gym and started working there. I thought that when I was actually working out, someone had said to me, you know, you should come work here. And because I was so young, I was like, oh, well, all right. I was like thinking front desk position. And she said, no, as a trainer. I said, what? I was like, really? I can't do that. That's like a, a grown-up <laughs> job. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 no. You, I, like, I see a lot of potential in you. I have uh, connections with the fitness manager. I'll get you an interview. So she got an interview. I went in. He said to me, listen, you're really young. I don't usually hire people as young as you. But I will give you 90 days. I'll give you 90 days to get a certification and build a clientele. And in 90 days, I had the largest clientele at this particular gym, nice. New York Sports Club. I was based in Manhattan. And the person that hired me ended up becoming my husband. <laughs> and we ended up going into business together and really seeing that we weren't able to create the type of community that we wanted to create and grow underneath this corporate umbrella. So at a time when there wasn't any small boutique, it just wasn't a thing, there wasn't any small group training, we decided to go off on our own and we got a, a duplex apartment in the city, took cash advance credit, you know, out of our credit card and opened up a uh, a gym and we lived upstairs and we had our studio downstairs and we ended up bringing all of our clients with us. And that's how grassroots started. It became, it was the studio on ADS and we created when there weren't, you know, the boutique gyms, there weren't, the community was not on the forefront of fitness. We were the start of that. We kind of started that whole movement um, and that's how I got into it. That's how I got into working in, uh, off of that. I was doing performing. I toured for five years with a group called the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. So I'd be gone for three months. And that's when we started in hiring trainers. And we had a mentorship program. And we would mentor people to come in who saw what we were doing and wanted to be a part of what we were doing. And they would take over for me when I would go on the road. So I was really able to have both worlds. And then I got pregnant and had kids, and then my performing kind of went by the wayside. Obviously, there were more responsibilities that I had to take care of. I love that story. I love it. it you obviously are a person that when you set a goal for yourself, uh, you're willing to put forth the effort or the energy or the time and emotional um, mindset to achieve that. And I, I highlight that from your story because I think that is going to apply or come into play when we talk about really the topic of this and that's taking your business online within 24 hours, being able to make mm -hmm. a shift. It definitely takes the right mindset 
and the right will to do it. And right now we have so many, it brings us down to, to what we want to talk about today with the current situation. Um, and are you in New York or Connecticut? Which, did I get that wrong? Which, which? And yeah, I'm in, I'm in New York City. Currently, we actually just stepped away because we've been going strong for going on seven weeks now. And it's been exhausting and haven't had a moment to focus on our family connection. So we are now up in the Berkshires for a little R&R at a, our family cabin. But um, I grew up in Connecticut. Maybe that's where the the thought of that came from. Yeah, it was, I think it was, (laughs) but anyways, that's, I mean, the fact that you are, I mean, right now, for those in the U.S., and I do have international listeners, so I'm not sure what the exact situation is where you're listening from, but in New York, boy, you folks were hit even harder than we have been out here in California, and you Mm -hmm. had to make you had to change directions on a dime. I mean, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. when the quarantine went in place, the brick and mortar had to close. So how mm-hmm. did you, as a result of the coronavirus and, and everything that you had, that instant turnaround, how did you do it so fast? Well, first of all, because we had to. <laughs> Right, so there was no choice. Yeah, there was like, okay, they're literally closing us down, and we were still open because we, you know, are a small business. And when you know the soul cycles and the equinoxes were all staying open, we were staying open because we were able to really maintain a bit of a more social distancing than uh, you know, and our cleanliness and also who was coming into our studio, if anybody seemed sick, we could send them home. So we were able to stay open a little bit longer, but we were watching for the bigger places closing and just kind of taking lead. But before we closed our doors, we started getting people, our clients, to who were feeling less comfortable about being in the environment. So there were people that were already choosing to not come in, um, we started kind of testing the virtual world with them. So we gave it as an option before we fully closed down. Hey, do you want to try this? Do we want to keep you going? Um, And they started trying it. So we could just kind of test it. And so when we fully switched over, we had already seen uh, that it could work. Because we had no – we're not full. We don't have, you know, business meetings on Zoom regularly. That is not something that we dabbled in. So we were completely unfamiliar with everything. I think what my husband and I both do really well is we don't let fear stop us. We know mm. we're afraid, but we allow it to propel us. We step into it. So as much as that fear was there, we let it be the fire underneath us that allowed us to shift our perspective and shift our expectations. And once we were able to do that, we were able to move into it in a, in a way that we weren't judging it as we were going along, because if we were, 
we wouldn't have been able to do it because we would have been looking at all the things that why it wouldn't work and why it wasn't perfect and how it wouldn't go down, you know. So we really were able to shift immediately and say, okay, this is this is what it's going to be. This is what we have to do, and here we go. And we took all our employees on our back and all of our clients on our back, and people needed that. We were in a state of what is this? Everybody. You know, right. Everybody was in a state of what is this? Where do we go? What do we do? And so people were looking for people to lead them. This is what we're going to do. And so we just, we did what we do best is we led. We're leaders. Yeah. We led people. I, I love that. And I love the fact that in the, that you, you said that you instantly talked to your clients. Like you stayed connected. And oftentimes it, being leaders, you find that they aren't always connected with the people that they lead, but what makes a really good leader is one that's approachable and one that keeps that communication open with Mm -hmm. their clientele or their teams. If you're in corporate, that type of thing. So through this transition, did you see a big loss in loss in clientele or did you actually see a growth? No, we actually, so the majority of our clientele came over we had to shift, so um, grassroots, almost like five businesses in one. We have youth programming, we have small group training, we have uh, one-on-one training, and we span from seven years of age to 70 years of age. So we have a lot of aspects to us, and in our youth programming, we have a trimester, and our trimester was just about to start. So we had sold the entire semester, but had not performed one class yet. So that was the biggest thing where we had to focus, okay, these people are expecting, we were not in a position to give refunds and nobody was right. Nobody was in a position to, to give back because you didn't have, or you didn't know where you were going. It was so unpredictable, but we had to give something. So we knew that the kids programming besides the one-on-one clients that were, initially stepping away and we could offer them, you know, virtual work individually with them at first, our full rollout of programming was first for the kids programming. And we just chose to use the same scheduling that we had and we offered it out to people to use their semester programming that they had already purchased or just do a, um, we, converted to a virtual training package. So it was a discounted training package. Uh, The first few weeks, we offered heavily discounted rates because we didn't know what we were selling. We couldn't stand behind it. We were figuring it out, right? So we um, quickly found how well this virtual world worked. And so then we were able to go back which in April we were able to shift back to our regular pricing, of course offering to those that were in a financial hardship and needed um, some assistance. Absolutely, we were doing that for them. And what happened was the first month, because we started it right off the bat, we didn't give any time to try to figure anything out. We just jumped into it, whether it was perfect or not. We had pretty much everybody come over with us, but we had discounted, so we were seeing um, a loss in revenue, but not a loss in attendance. Come April, we have actually seen growth. 
which is amazing. We are seeing people that we hadn't seen before because people are at home. So we're seeing a husband Mm -hmm. that we didn't get to see. We're seeing a kid that we didn't get to see. So our business is absolutely growing and it's growing in a direction that we wouldn't have otherwise been able to grow in had this not happened. So if and when everything gets back to normal, we now have a whole other side of our business that we're going to be able to use yeah out of what's that saying out of adversity comes triumph or something <laughs> not the exact quote something like i was actually trying to think of the saying that you <laughs> trying to think of the opportunity right opportunity uh, there's something along the lines yes but right. it takes listen i think as entrepreneurs the reason we are entrepreneurs and not employees is because what we do well is we take problems and we solve them. Mm-hmm. So this is just another problem, and it's an opportunity to think outside the box and solve the problem. Because we're not just entrepreneurs for one thing. Entrepreneurs is broad, right? Most entrepreneurs have, you know, more than one success, have more than one bailiwick. So because we have that ability to think outside the box, to step outside the box, to not have fear guide us. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. I love that. And that being creative as well, entrepreneurs tend to rely on creativity a little bit more so than they do on procedure or on what, Mm. you know, business management. They can – a step out, as a matter of fact, most entrepreneurs, their creative brain is going too fast all the time. But in this particular situation, it worked very well for you. So you shifted then your in-person classes to online classes. Now, I wanted to ask you, as you're talking, yeah. I'm kind of looking at at the website. And you do, mm-hmm. I love the whole entire family um, presence that you have. You're working with the with women's strength with obviously mm-hmm. you know men's classes and and but you have youth classes so tell me and and you're a doula so obviously there's a passion here for for that why do you think it's so important for kids to get physical activity and and I want to emphasize this even more so as as so many parents are homeschooling and in the United States, there's a lot of states that are going to continue that homeschooling situation all the way through the rest of this particular school year. Um, so mm-hmm. all the parents I know are worried about and focusing on uh, how do I get the academics in, you know, how, how do I teach the spelling or the English or the math or the calculus or whatever it is that they're dealing with? Why is it so important that they also focus on physical activity. Yeah. Listen, I have two kids myself and the whole homeschooling world has been, it's been so challenging. And I think more now than ever, we are probably seeing the most sedentary generation at this point that we've ever seen. Right. People Mm -hmm. are, we're, we're just sitting all the time and we're staring at screens. And yes, you had that in school, but then you learned to recess and 
you got home and you were able to go out in the yard or in the city, you know, kids are walking to and from. We don't realize even just that little amount of activity adds up. And right now we have to combat the screen time even more. We have to combat the sedentary lifestyle even more. So getting ourselves into routine, and listen, it's such an opportunity to really build routine into our lives and just have it be a part. And kids need to see their parents do it. You know, it's, it's just signing your kid up to take a class and say, go work out, and you're not doing that, it's not going to stick. It needs to be something where they're seeing that it's also an important thing for you to do whether or not it's hard, whether or not you want to do it. Motivation is a whole other separate thing, right? So, and that's why these classes work so well is because of the accountability aspect. You know, you can look up an app, you can get an app and download, and you can watch a video and passively work out because no one's holding you accountable. With the live streaming classes that we're putting on, your coach is giving you feedback. Your coach is saying, hey, on Tuesday, where we're, you know, I, hey, you have to drop that knee. You're going to hurt your back. Hey, how's it going? How, you guys, let's check in. Has everybody been sitting a lot? What's hurting on people? What, you know, that accountability, I've had a lot of clients say to me, listen, you are the only thing that is structured in my day, that I, in a day that is all over the place and I don't know where I am and I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know where I'm going. I at least have this. And it's something that maybe is really difficult to start, but you step in and you feel better when you're done. I love and it. That is, yeah. Yeah. And you know, the brain as a lot of people know me as brain lady, Julie, because I talk my other, um, my other podcast is brain lady speaks and the brain has a lot to do with it and accountability is something that leads mm-hmm. to success so much more. No matter what you're trying to do in life, if you have accountability mm-hmm. partners, if you have individuals that are, they're going to they're gonna call you out <laughs> on what you're doing. And I think entrepreneurs need this. People need this. Uh, kids need to be trained this. So what you're doing is, is really amazing, really amazing uh, to – support the entire family, supporting the kids, holding people accountable, and making that instant shift. So when this is over, Heather, when when everybody's going back to their normal days and you can open back your doors, uh, do you think you'll keep these online classes going? A hundred percent. So particularly for us living on the Upper West Side, our clientele, our business shifts in the summer because our clientele goes to their summer home. So our business has to shift to camps. It's not the same, you know, daily training that we're doing, but currently we're training everybody from their summer home. So now people can continue. So we have this whole other aspect to our business where we might've seen a shift, a downturn, and now it doesn't need to be that. We have clients now that, they were working out, you know, two or three times a week, and now they can work out every day because they're home. And they're, it's, it's an opportunity for them to step away from their computer and, 
and move. So apps of 1,000%. I actually, somebody the other day said, um, I think it was about phase one and us getting back to, you know, quote unquote normal. And they have gyms in that phase one, which is, I don't know how (laughs) that (laughs) is going to make it possible. And I have to be honest, I had a little anxiety with that. I was a little like, because this has become so much of our norm and, I was like, wow, okay, how does, how does that look? How does that work? How does that feel? You know, we're all being asked to move in all of these zigzag directions, and it's not easy. It's not easy for anybody, but I think if we can really just stay grounded, move our body, meditate, friends, connect with mm-hmm. our family, and focus on this being the norm. I think when we yeah. look at it as something that's temporary, that causes stress in itself. Mm-hmm. Right? So if we're looking at it as this is this is what it is, and that's how what we did when we shifted the business, we weren't looking at it, okay, this is a temporary thing. Like we looked at it as we were starting a completely new business, and yeah. we were working 24 hours a day. I mean, how we did when we opened up grassroots originally right and I always say to people as an entrepreneur you're not going to have the expertise in every aspect right when we started grassroots we didn't have expertise in the business side of it we have expertise in the programming in what we wanted to give as as trainers and as coaches and you think about the why's not the hows. Let the whys propel you, and the hows will show themselves. I like that. And, you know, I think it's a really big lesson. I know for myself, looking at what's transpired over the last couple of months from a business owner's point of view, it's a really good lesson for all of us to, A, have diversification in within our business. So if one mm-hmm. avenue – one door is closing, that you still have other avenues or other um, sources of income coming in through under the whole umbrella that you currently have, but also just really having backup plans in place, the what if, being being more online in everything. Uh, the, there's so many great things about being able to take your business international and all kinds of things with being online. But it is the wave of the future, and in order to stay mm-hmm. stay in touch with that and stay up on that, I think is really important. Well, Heather, it has been absolutely wonderful interviewing you today. I am actually going to have my my assistant reach out to you and see if we can get you as a guest on on the Brain Lady Speak Show because some of the things about mindset and different uh, meditation, different things you mentioned, I'd love to discuss that more with you on under that podcast. So be, I would love be to talk about that. Yes. Uh, I love it. So for those of you listening, be watching for um, Heather to come back on the Brain Lady Speaks radio show or Brain Lady Speaks podcast. So I want to ask you now, obviously, no matter where any of my listeners are, they can connect with you. They can go to their business and, of course, all of this information is on the show site, on the episode site, on the Women Entrepreneurs uh, podcast show. So you'll be able to direct link from there. Their website is grassroots 
fitnessproject.com. And I really encourage my listeners to go check it out. I, I, as I said, I was looking at the website. They have a lot of different, they have everything from personal training, large, larger classes, youth. Um, they have women's strength. And uh, obviously you do the, the um, prenatal care, you know, for women who mm-hmm. are pregnant, I mean, lots of different things. And, and right now you want to get those kids moving. If you're teaching them at school, trust me. Uh, my first book was on how to homeschool with the brain in mind of your kids, because I homeschooled my kids for 16 years. So it's, you want movement in there, the movement, the activity, the physical activity is going to help their brain, believe it or not, will help their brain solidify the things that they are learning academically. So it's crucial. So check out their classes for the youth. That would be really fun, especially because that way you can rest for 30 minutes when you put the kids in front of <laughs> end of the class. You can go drink a glass of wine. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Julie, I did want to say too, because we're giving away. So, you know, we had our community really support us and we asked them to support us. And as small businesses, just ask because your community wants to help you. They want to help you shift. And because our community was able to do that, we are giving away unlimited uh, class memberships to all healthcare workers and teachers. So uh, they're able to come to our classes free of charge. I love that. I'm really going to uh, take that out to my community uh, outside of the podcast here and, and definitely let them know about that. That's a wonderful thing. Thank you so much for, for doing that and for giving back in that way. Now, uh, how we have, what are some of the social media? Are you, do you have an Instagram? I have an at grassroots fitness project, but I don't have indicated if it's, is it Instagram? Is it Twitter? Is it Facebook? Where? Uh huh. Yeah. We have a uh, grassroots fitness project. Uh, Instagram and Facebook and I have a a personal Instagram Gun River which I put out I do a lot of women focused things you know through you know being a doula I host a free women's circle every week with a a partner of mine Amanda Allipat which has been amazing for so many women including myself we do retreats, so um, that's just another aspect to support people mentally, spiritually that are going through, and that's an offshoot of our uh, women's strengths that we have. I love it. I love it. Well, I am again. I am so feel so blessed to have had you on the show today. Uh, thank you. So so much, Heather, for uh, being my guest. I encourage everyone to check out her website. Um, reach out to her if you want more information. Follow her on Instagram. Again, all of these are listed on the show page. And thank you. Thank you for taking the time out and for being patient with me this morning. Of course. Thank you so much, Julie. And we will be in touch for the other podcast. All I right, can't listen. wait. I can't wait. Awesome. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick, before we close up the program, I want everyone to uh, reach out, stay connected with Heather, but also, if you are interested in reaching and connecting more with women entrepreneurs, Extraordinaire, our group following the podcast, if you liked the interview today, give us a thumbs up, share it out to your community, give some love back to Heather and the project, especially if you're connected to 
those first responders or the medical teams, uh, let them know mm-hmm. what what Heather and, and her team are offering to them. Also, if you have an idea or you want to be interviewed on the show because you are a great female entrepreneur or you know a great female entrepreneur, reach out. Send us an, an email at info at women entrepreneurs. This is all plural. So women entrepreneurs extraordinaire.com. Again, that link is on the show page. Send us our information. Put in the subject box, potential guest or read a great book or want you to review this. We'd love to connect with you more. Uh, we're also always looking for experts to join our team on our fastly, fast-growing WomenEntrepreneursExtraordinaire.com page. We're pulling together those experts to support women in every aspect of their life, especially in their entrepreneurial work. You can follow the Facebook page, Women Entrepreneurs Extraordinaire, and we have a group on Facebook. So no matter where you're at, you can join the group, and the link for that as well is on the show page. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. And as I like to start end both of my podcasts, I just want everybody out there to be safe, smile, laugh, and simply enjoy every moment. <laughs>